Welcome to Two Bays in a Pod. I am your host, Andrew Wright, and over in his bedroom is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hope you guys are enjoying your week. Hopefully, you guys are staying out of the heat if you are in California or anywhere anywhere near the Central Valley because it is a hot one. But anyways, guys, we got an exciting episode for you guys. And so stay tuned. Keep sitting there. Keep working out, doing whatever you're doing to listen. And please enjoy. Here you go. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We do appreciate it always, of course. Um, this is probably one of this is probably one of our most fun shows that we're going to do because we got really into talking about our Marvel movies a couple of uh, weeks ago. And um, I was busy having a baby in between that. So I <laughs> didn't have time to kind of go over what I, what I really wanted to do, which was our top 10 uh, favorite Marvel movies. Cause we kind of got into a little bit of a discussion uh, when we were talking about all the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then, you know, obviously my son was born, so I really didn't have time. So I was watching a lot of TV in the hospital because we weren't allowed to leave. So I was like, uh, mm-hmm. let's just go with our, you know, uh, awesome TV shows. Let's just talk about some TV shows. So now we're back on the Marvel thing. I'm really <laughs> excited about this episode. I was really wanting to do it last week, but I wanted to be prepared. I wanted to be ready. And uh, my wife let us, because we had been going in the chronological order, as, I've, uh, as I explained last time, we finally finished it today. Um, so I am so fresh in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> um, I've been watching, because I finished my Yu-Gi-Oh! So I've been watching the old school, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man uh-huh. uh, from 94. Uh, and I, that's been my uh, go-to show now whenever, you know, I'm just needing something to watch. So, uh, man, I, I'm so ready for this. But uh, before we get into all that, Cody, how are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to hear the excitement. And uh, honestly, when you text me this topic, I was like, hell yeah, I can do a top 10. And then as I'm writing out my top 10, I'm like, Oh no, what am I going to, who makes the top 10? You're asking, it's like asking me to choose who my favorite kid is in (laughs) in order. So it's definitely going to be a good one. Uh, I know that we kind of, we dabbled a little bit in our, uh, talking about the Marvel universe and, and uh, all the movies it produces and how we felt about them. And then, you know, deviated a little bit by going to favorite TV shows, which was a fun one, which by the way, is still out and available for everyone to listen to. But this one is going to be, I think, a pretty fun one. I'm curious to hear what your top 10 is. And, uh, you know, I I don't know if mine's going to be very surprising, but I'm pretty, I think I'm now more comfortable with it than I was about 15 minutes ago. I really believe that we're not going to have one single movie in the same spot. Because usually when we do lists, we always have like, you know, like just one, like either movie or like when we do Drew Code, a player in the same spot. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I think it's, I'm going to say it's a 99% chance that we don't have any movie in the same spot. I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to agree on that, but you know what? Out of 23 movies though, you know, it may <laughs> seem like slim odds, but also dude, with you and I, it could, it could very well happen. I would not be surprised if we had two movies in the same spot just because that's just how how it works out if we if we have one i'm gonna be like i'm just gonna be blown away i'm like i can't believe i didn't believe it i didn't think it was gonna happen um but uh no i i do want to apologize this is kind of out of order like i said i wanted to do it last week but i wasn't prepared and uh i think as i said last week you know it is you know it's our show so you know we can do whatever we want (laughs) And plus, you did have a kid in between, so I mean, I think yeah. we'll let you slide a little bit. You know, don't let it happen again. Yeah. But you know, honestly, I, I om- we almost didn't have a show, but uh, luckily, my uh, my lovely sister in law was like, "Oh, I'll I'll watch them while you do two bays and Drew Code," and I was like, "All right, thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll take it. Get the and, free babysitting while it lasts." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I am ready, man. So we are gonna go 
in order from one to ten. So one being our favorite Marvel movie, and then obviously ten being our tenth. I favorite. guess our tenth favorite. <laughs> I, don't, I was gonna say worst, but I was like, uh, actually, it's not worse. <laughs> you know, this is our top ten. So, uh, Cody, what is your number one mar favorite Marvel movie out of these twenty three movies? Okay, so with constant debating and uh, thorough deliberation, <sighs> The Avengers Endgame is by far my all-time favorite Marvel movie, and here's why. Yes, I know it just came out last year, and in my opinion, what I love about movies is if the story is, is phenomenal, the acting follows it and is mm -hmm. great, and it gives me every emotion in a movie where I'm laughing, uh, you know, I'm nervous, uh, you know, I'm emotional afterwards. And, it, and it's, it's so good to the point where I would go within five minutes to go pay money to go rewatch it in the movie theater. That's the kind of movie I think is a masterpiece. And in my opinion, for me, my number one is in-game because as you as you go into that movie following what happened in in infinity war and you see where all the heroes begin at and then you get to witness the journey of them getting back to winning at the very end spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie they win um Shame on you by the way if you haven't seen it yeah no kidding i mean you can now watch it on disney plus so if you guys haven't gotten <laughs> disney plus or even, you know, got a bootleg copy of this movie, you, you guys can at least do that with fire sticks out there that you can jailbreak and all that sort of stuff. Everyone should have watched it by now. So, um, but anyways, though, um, it's such a great movie just to see where you get to see where the characters kind of went down this path and, and then they're them, you know, coming together to work on this plan. And then at the very end, the climax of the entire movie with the, the most epic fight scene I've probably ever seen in some movie. And, you know, it like at some points and cause we went to go see this movie and like, there was this energy when they, when that started. And then at the end, when basically everyone came back from when they snapped everybody back to, to life. And then that huge battle began, it just gave everyone all the feels and all the, adrenaline and it, it's just such a great movie that it it holds so close to me on why i love it so much and so mm -hmm. that's why i've got endgame at number one um i love endgame it's not my number one i'm, I'm not saying that but uh I'll, I'll talk about it later it is on this list um but uh you know i i it, it is a good movie i mean again all these movies that we have on our top 10 i mean we love them all, but, and it's kind of really hard to put them in order. But for me, my all time favorite Marvel movie out of these 23 movies now, you know, we know that there's a ton of Spider Man's. Uh, we're just talking about the, the Avenger Spider Man movies with Tom Holland. So that's, you know, that's kind of what we're talking about the 23 movies from, you know, all that. But um, for me, the original Avengers is my favorite. Mm -hmm. I love that movie so much. The one scene that I always get goosebumps from, not saying that I don't get goosebumps from a lot of these movies, but uh, the one scene that just, I mean, it's like I watched it for the first time is when they're in that circle and the camera is panning around in that circle and they're just like getting ready and they're just like ready to fight. And as I, I've talked about this already on this show was what I really liked was they, they show that these guys weren't like just the perfect fit as a mm -hmm. team. You know, it was like they were all good at something and they all wanted to do their own thing. But when push came to shove, they were like, we got we to gotta stop this. Let's go. And then they just got together. And I think it was it was a realistic team. It wasn't just like magical where they're like, oh, well, we're going to become a team and we're going to be the best and we're going to defend America. It was more of the line, along the lines of, you know, you know, you have the Tony Stark and then you have Captain America who's, you know, he's 
he's definitely just like, we need to do this at all costs. And Tony Stark's like, you have to think of this and you have to think of this. And he's kind of a sarcastic asshole and, Mm -hmm. you know, but he's really funny and everyone likes him. And then you have Thor who basically thinks he's better than everyone because he kind of is a God. And then you have the Hulk who just destroys everything. And it's just like, how do you get those guys together? But when it came to actually needing to get together, um, and I also, a lot of people were kind of like, why is Loki the one? They had to have Loki because why else is Thor coming to Earth? Like, why in the world would Thor help him? This is why they had to use Loki. So that way Thor would be there and become one of the Avengers and then want to stick around. And I just thought that was great storytelling of, you know, Thor and his knowledge. They had to get Loki, but Loki also was he was a bad guy, not, not in the talented department of like his abilities, but it was more of how smart he was. He was always outsmarting and that's what made him so good. And so, I mean, you saw it like he got captured and then, and then they figured out he wanted to be captured, but why, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I really love the original Avengers. Um, just the way they, they made them come together Um, you know, the only issue I ever had with it is that they didn't incorporate Ant-Man and the Wasp because those were the original Avengers as I talked about, but really the way they made the movie, you forget, (laughs) you know, and it was just such a great story. And I love that, um, they kind of already were talking about Thanos, but it was kind of, uh, no one knew who was or Mm -hmm. what this guy did. And it it was just, it was such a really cool way of how they started the Avengers. And it was great storytelling. As you said, it was really good acting as well. And with all those actors in that movie, the first time really working together in a movie like that. And I thought they did it incredible. So it was a great story and, 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 a, and a great way to show what the Avengers could do. And, and so for me, that was my all-time favorite one. Yeah. All right, Cody, what's your number two? So number two, uh, all-time favorite Marvel cinematic movie is Captain America Winter Soldier. So one of the reasons why I have this so uh, so highly ranked is because one, one, of my, one of the things I'm a sucker for when it comes to action movies is fight scenes. I'm not a big fan of like street fight scenes where it's kind of, I don't want to say unorganized, but it's sloppy. There's no, you can tell like they're not trained. It's just kind of throwing punches. So one of the things that I really love about the winter soldiers, when we get to the action scenes and there's the fight scene between, you know, Chris Evans, Captain America character and um, winter soldier, how that choreography is so mesmerizing. It's one of the things I love watching about that movie. And one of the things that's really cool is we, you know, this takes place following the Avengers where Captain America is no longer naive about the world. So he's now in shield and working for them still has this underlining trust issue with Nick Fury, keeping secrets from him that they discovered basically in the first Avengers, which you alluded to. Um, And then just seeing the, you know, basically the big, you know, secret was that Hydra had basically infiltrated shield and had would actually basically was in, you know, the fabric of America essentially. And so it was this, this great storyline of, um, you know, of Hydra basically still being alive and well and Captain America, you know, finding out that it's basically in his organization that he's working for. Um, and not only that, finding out that Bucky, his best friend is still alive and, um, you know, is this basically assassin that has basically boogeyman like stories behind him. And, you know, and again, like just just the way that that movie was directed and the action of it is just su- such a mesmerizing movie for me. And that, you know, I remember going and seeing it with my wife, and just like, you know, I felt like I was nine years old just watching this, you know, this fantastic movie and feeling like a kid watching it. And I think that's why I hold it so dear, is just because, you know, of again that the acting, the action, the storyline, and it all the things that give me the the feels of watching it and just you know the humor that it has in it where you know you have uh 
you have uh, the Black Widow character in there too, kind of as an underlining comedian, you know, comedian in there with how confident she is because she can whoop your ass and, you know, (laughs) you, you look at her the wrong way and she'll teach you a lesson, but she's also very charming and, and endearing. So, you know, so many great characters in there and, and how they made that movie, uh, you know, is why I love it so much. And what's great is actually the same directors that did Avengers uh, Endgame also directed the Winter Soldier, which is actually, if anybody owns Endgame, there's a special feature of the directors talking about it. And it's, it's really cool if anyone gets a chance. And um, I think even there's a roundtable with all the directors of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that actually talk about, you know, collaborating and all that stuff to kind of get it to where it's at. And Kevin Feige's vision to where he pitched to everybody to what it's evolved into which is a really fascinating watch i highly recommend it if anybody again has uh marvel in game uh there there is i think an extra where you can watch all that which i think is great so the that's where i've got winter soldier soldier at number two drew what movie do you have ranked number two number two for me is avengers infinity war Mm. i love the story of how Thanos is coming about and and basically coming to uh, Earth and finding, you know, the stone. Well, not just Earth, finding the stones, but basically how he ends up getting the stones. And, and there is a... Uh, I was reading up on it where uh, Thanos has the power stone. That's the first stone that he gets, and they don't show it in the movies. But that is like the first one you would want to get because you can go to a lot of these like planets and just overpower them. You know, it was like Earth was kind of that outlier where they had these Avengers. They had these superheroes that could put up a fight with the rest of them. It wasn't really a fight for him. You know, he just had to figure out where it was. Um, So that's what I really, really liked. And I love infinity war on i love thor in that movie um i just think thor really to me really really made that movie um you know i'm not saying you know the other (laughs) superheroes weren't great of course they were but uh you know it's really cool you know when uh, Captain America finally shows up and, you know, you just want to clap, you know, and you see him, uh, and then you see, you know, uh, when they're like, okay, well, we need to, we need to get some more guys and they go to Wakanda and they, you know, obviously Black Panther's there, but then, uh, Winter Soldier Bucky is there and they give him this like really cool arm, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I just, I, I love that movie. Um, they kind of really show the, relationship between spider-man and iron man which is a little off from the comics but the way they've created what they have it was a really good dynamic um which is kind of funny because spider-man really isn't in the movie a ton in infinity war yet i think in infinity war one of the most saddest scenes was when spider-man is um dissolving in iron man's hand like that was one of the saddest parts and you're just like man and it's like spider-man really wasn't in the movie and one thing that i did notice and this is where i think they could have i i I think i would have liked to see a little bit more but they almost get the glove off of uh thanos's hand if it wasn't for star lord and I just, I just think they could have made that a little bit better. Like Star Lord, yeah, he was kind of like that jackass, but he was never that guy who was like going to make things worse just, just because of his emotions. You know, like he always seemed to not be distracted by certain things. So I was a little upset that they made that, but um, I did like the fact that you know, the Avengers do get really close and it's just unfortunate that they can't hold them off. Um, and you know, with Wanda as well, the Scarlet Witch, you know, her trying to destroy the stone and she does. And you're like, Oh, thank God. And then all of a sudden he has the time stone. So he, he reverses time. And then basically 
just rips it out of Vision's head so he can have the Mind Stone. It was just, it was, it was really a really cool scene because it's one of those where it's kind of a shocker. You're like watching it and you're like, oh, thank God she got it. Oh, it was so close. And then all of a sudden he rips it out and you're like, oh man, I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end where he snaps, um, you know, I thought that was, they, they did a great job with that movie. I think it's, it's a great story. Um, it's a story of how they had to come together and they really, they really didn't. And I thought that was a really good way of ending it. Mm-hmm. And then when you go into Endgame, you kind of see them have to repair that uh, relationship. And so I, I really like the storytelling of Infinity War. I love, you know, Captain America's um, character. I love Spider-Man, Iron Man's character. Um, I, I love Mark Ruffalo in that Bruce Banner where he's struggling with the Hulk trying to get the Hulk out and he won't. Um, and, uh, honestly though, I, uh, my favorite in that whole movie was Thor. I thought he did a phenomenal, I mean, Chris Hemsworth in that movie did such a great job. And, uh, one of my favorite lines from that movie is <laughs> when he needs the, um, <laughs> he needs the, uh, the new, uh, storm breaker. Mm-hmm. And he's getting it made, and he's like, "It, you, it'll the uh, the star will kill you." And he goes, "It'll, I'll have to die before." And he goes, "Yes, that's what killing you means." <laughs> that's like one of my favorite. And it's like you can see that Thor is just so into it; like he's just he doesn't care. He's just gonna say whatever. Yeah. But uh, the scene of him holding open the um the gate long enough or the the opening long enough for the uh, star to create his his new stormbreaker i just thought was a great scene um and then uh, one of those scenes that just gives me goosebumps that just makes the movie for me mm-hmm. is when he shows up in the big fight in wakanda and is just kicking ass and it's just like <laughs> It's kind of like in Endgame when Captain Marvel shows up and you're just like, where the fuck have you been this whole time? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Like, you know, you're you're a little late. It would have been nice to have you earlier. But, um, you know, I, I, I just love Thor. And then all of a sudden when he gets to, um, when he gets to Thanos and he's like, you should have gone for the head. And then he snaps. It was, it really, I, I, what I liked about it the most is like what I was talking to you when we were kind of like debating about Hulk and Thor, I don't, not debating, but we were talking about Hulk and Thor and I was saying Thor kind of was the more stronger Avenger. He was, you know, their best because he was a god. You mm-hmm. know, Hulk was just this big, massive guy who could just, you know, he could go toe to toe with Thor, but in the end, Thor is God of Thunder. He's got this He's got some other powers that mm-hmm. you know Hulk can't can't really do much with. So um, it really showed how good Thor really was. He got to, he was really the only Avenger who who really put up a, a hell of a fight against Thanos, and he actually won, mm-hmm. but unfortunately got there too late in a sense, or yeah. you know just didn't cut off his head instead of instead of that. And mm-hmm. you know how do you know that and also, my wife brought up a good point. She was like, he he should have went for the hand. That would have been the first one I went through instead of going for the, uh, you know, for the arm, basically mm-hmm. just cutting it off where he can't snap, obviously. And I go, yeah, you know, that I would have too, but, you know, you, you got to make the movie somehow. But uh, <laughs> that's, I mean, Avengers Infinity War for me is, is probably my number two uh, favorite Marvel movie. All right, Cody, three for you. So number three is actually Infinity War. So I'm not going to get too much into it because essentially we hit almost the exact same points. I will say, though, that the one of the things I love about that movie is essentially basically what you were saying is, you know, they came together and it just wasn't enough. And that's how the movie ended, which, you know, has been completely different than all the other Marvel movies where the, you know, mm-hmm. the hero of the movie or of the Avengers, they prevail overall. But you know, you definitely saw at the start of the movie how the how the Civil War basically affected everybody 
Um, you know, you don't see Hawkeye anywhere in the movie. You don't see Ant-Man, but also too, you know, Ant-Man was um, essentially in the quantum realm during when uh, Thanos came. So that's why, you know, he really couldn't come out to help and fight or anything like that. But, um, you know, one of the things I love about that is you can feel the tension and the separation to where you had essentially three, four different Avenger groups kind of going towards the same goal, but just separately in it. And then each one of them faced Thanos in their own way and couldn't do it alone. You know, the guardian of the galaxies met up with him right before he got, or right as he got the reality stone. And obviously they couldn't, they couldn't match him. Uh, Gamora unfortunately dies to get the soul stone. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Thor and Rocket and Groot were basically eating the new Stormbreaker to help defeat him while Captain America, um, Black Panther, Winter Soldier, they're preparing for a battle on Earth for him. And at the same time, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and the other half of Guardians of the Galaxies are basically going to Titan to meet up with Thor. But yet, separately, they cannot defeat him. It's only in Endgame when they all kind of come together. Uh, Thanos, excuse me. Sorry, (laughs) Thanos. Um, you know, it's only when they all can come together that they can defeat Thanos and in game. And I thought that was really cool how that, you know, uh, storyline happened. And what was actually kind of funny is I remember after I first watched it, I asked my father-in-law cause he's actually, he's a big movie guy and he's seen all the Marvel movies too. And he's not like a comic book guy, I would say, but you know, he does enjoy movies and he's pretty much seen all the Captain America's the Iron Man's and he's enjoyed them. So when I asked him, this was a couple of years ago when infinity war came out, I asked him, Hey, how did you like infinity war? And he goes, honestly, man, I hated it. And I was so shocked. And I was like, you're kidding me. What didn't you like about that? He goes, Oh man, this guy's doing this thing. This guy's doing that thing. The bad guy wins at the end. I just didn't get it. Like, I, I don't know. I just didn't like it. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Right? Like, how do you not love that? It's, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful movie. They did it so well. Like it's not a typical movie. And then what's funny is actually uh, just recently, I want to say last month, we were talking about Endgame and I said, yeah, you know, I'm kind of surprised. Um, you know, I think that you'll like Endgame, but I'm not sure because you said you didn't like Infinity War. And he goes, well, I did rewatch it. And after I rewatched it and after what you told me, because I had to explain to him that where the Guardian of the Galaxies came from and all this. And because I think he was missing a few movies. He had watched a majority of the Marvel movies, but missed some of the movies that included the big characters Mm -hmm. and he goes, yeah, after I kind of, after you told me some of the kind of details that I wasn't sure of, and then I rewatched it, he goes, honestly, it made it a lot. It was, it, it was a lot easier to understand. And then I got it. And then after I watched, I realized it is a really, really, really good movie. And so I kind of chuckled a little bit because he was so firm as, Oh man, I hated it. (laughs) And then he, I had to explain to him parts that he didn't understand. And then once he rewatched it, he got it and loved it. So I thought it was kind of funny, but yeah, Infinity War for me is is when I first watched it and at the very end, essentially when Thanos wins, kind of, you know, like my jaw was on the ground. I could not believe that that was how it all happened. All the, essentially all the prominent heroes, um, Black Panther, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Wanda, uh, you know, gone, they vanished. And then I was really kind of hoping that they would find a way to bring Vision back. I mean, I get it that like kind of the underlying theme in there that he was hurt and he has the last stone and they got to protect him. But I was hoping that there was some part of it where they would find a way to heal him and he would, and he would, you know, be able to help them in the battle. And I really think a healthy vision would have changed the landscaping if I had to, you know, act as if I'm a sports analysis, but you know, it was kind of sad that like Wanda essentially killed vision by destroying the stone. And then Thanos just turned back the hands of time and brought him back. And it's like, oh, shit. And then, you know, poor Vision had to get his stone yanked out of his head. And there he goes. So it was kind of sad. But, you know, typical fashion to think that something is okay. And then they they flip it on us. So uh, that's that's some of the reasons why I love uh, Infinity War and why it's number three on my list. Well, before I get into my number three, I just, I got the vision. Okay, you you know Talladega Nights. Yeah. You remember the, the scene where uh, they're racing. I think it's the final race. And he goes, hey, hey, Ricky Bobby, I watched the Highlander and it was shit. 
<laughs> I got that impression that your father-in-law, when you're like, oh, what did you think of Infinity War? He was like, it was shit. <laughs> it's just, that's just like the first thing that came into my head. So Honestly, he, he had said, yeah, I didn't like it. And I go, what? <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? You didn't like it? Why? Why? You need to explain yourself. Why? And then he said, and I was like, oh my gosh, like all the things that he was saying he didn't like were easily explainable. Like, what were these guys doing in their own spaceship? Why are these guys, you know, <laughs> alone here? Why is Iron Man in space on another planet? And I was like, oh my God, that's so easy to explain. <laughs> so uh, for me, my number three uh, favorite, uh, excuse me, my favorite uh, Marvel movie is actually Captain Marvel. I really, really like that movie. I think um, it was one of those movies that I thought they were going to be rushing through. I really thought they were going to be, um, you know, just kind of putting it out there because uh, they needed it for Endgame because at the end of Infinity War, it's Nick Fury dissolving and him pushing his pager and all of a sudden you see the symbol. And so then they then they made Captain Marvel after that. And it was kind of like, man, it kind of seemed like it was going to be rushed a little bit. But when you watch that, they actually made it really good. It's a really good movie. Um, and it's just it's one of those movies that they also had to explain why she's not there with the like with all the Avengers, with everything else that had been going on. And you're kind of like, OK, yeah, I get it. But the one thing that I did bring up to my wife and that we were kind of like, yeah, that's a little, it's, that kind of pisses us off Mm -hmm. was that they should have had her in Infinity War and they should have made, I like that they made Infinity War and Endgame and it's two separate movies. So I'm okay with that. But if you're Nick Fury and you know that, I mean, I I guess there's a chance that he didn't know. I mean, I guess. But, like, throughout all the Marvel movies, it's like Nick Fury knows everything. Mm -hmm. And they're like, how? We didn't even tell you. And he's like, oh, I got eyes and ears everywhere, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, that's like a whole theme. And then all of a sudden, Infinity War happens, and, like, he knows nothing. (laughs) He's nowhere to be found. He's not getting the Avengers together. He's not doing anything. And the fact that it took him until he was dissolving to push that button for Captain Marvel. If you know that there's this giant purple dude, uh, (laughs) not Barney, who is coming into Earth with five already Infinity Stones, which how the hell Nick Fury doesn't know that, I don't know. Um, You wouldn't push that goddamn button to get Captain... (laughs) She is badass, man. You know it. Push the button. So my wife and I were a little upset about that. But I honestly, honestly, I really think originally Captain, I mean, they may never admit this and they may be like, oh, yeah, this was our plan the whole time. But I really honestly think the initial um, introduction to the Avengers that Captain Marvel was not going to be in it. I really think so. And I think later on they were kind of like, oh, maybe we need to add her in. And I think they didn't, I think the way they could, because she's so good, um, you know, her and Thor are probably the stronger Avenger. Probably hers, she's probably the strongest because she's going, you know, galaxy, galaxy. You know, Thor is just kind of, you know, uh, Asgard and Earth. Um, but, if she is part of the Avengers Infinity War, then there's really no debate that um, that Thanos loses in that. And I think that's why they wanted to hold her back until Endgame. But it's just kind of like, in, re- in reality, you would have already pushed that button. You know, this guy is threatening to destroy half of your world. There is no way you're like, oh, let's wait. Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's wait until it actually happens so um and it's not like nick fury didn't know what that there's like a lot of power to these so that's kind of that's honestly the only flaw but 
uh, not talking about Infinity War, talking about Captain Marvel. <laughs> that was a really good movie. The story of it, what they had to piece together and like also tell her story of how she becomes Captain Marvel, who she was, uh, a lot of the fight scenes and like kind of like why I love that they really don't tell you like how she has these powers, how she can like shoot these like lasers out of her hand. And they're like, no, don't use those. And she's like, oh, okay. And you're like, why? (laughs) And you're like, man, that's kind of weird. And you know, why are they afraid of her and stuff? And then all of a sudden you see it and you're just like, man, cause she's badass. (laughs) Holy shit. So, uh, Captain Marvel for me is, is a really, really good movie. Honestly, I think maybe I'm higher on it because I had low expectations for it because I thought it was going to be one of those movies that they were just trying to get out there before um, Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. But it's really, really good movie. I like it a lot. One of my favorite scenes out of uh, Captain Marvel is when they're in the bar with Nick Fury um, and he goes, well, how do I know you're not one of them? And then she shoots the photon blast out of her hand and kills the jukebox and he goes, is that supposed to tell me something? And he goes, and she <laughs> yeah. goes, well, they can't do that. He goes, how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> that was great. I think that that's one of my, movie. one of my favorite scenes that. And when, um, it was the second one is when, um, they're trying to coordinate where this hidden ship is and they feed the coordinates and they're like, Oh, those are outer space coordinates. They're not land coordinates. And then the guy goes, you're my space guy. How come you didn't know that? And then the dude's like, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, so my, uh, I'll move on to my number fourth ranked, um, uh, Marvel cinematic movie is the original, the first Avengers movie. I have number four. Um, I remember when it first came out and I went with my, with my wife and my mother and I remember the excitement I felt was almost uncontainable just because, you know, when I was a kid, some of the, some of my favorite movies or shows growing up was, you know, Spider-Man, like what we had talked about when it would come on after mm-hmm. school. And, um, you know, I remember that they had a bunch of, um, you know, a bunch of episodes that were kind of linked together where they had introduced like characters like Venom and Carnage. And then they had one mm-hmm. where, um, you know, they kind of somewhat touched base a little bit about Captain America and they had one where Iron Man was involved and they had another kind of somewhat of an Avengers one with, um, uh, I'm, I'm kind of butchering the, ep- the episode or at least the block of the episodes that they did where they had, um, where Spider-Man basically was going to this deserted planet and, uh, the Sinister Six basically took over it. So he drafted, um, the Fantastic Four the X-Men mm-hmm. and Captain America. And I believe he had Iron Man and, yeah. you know, all these other characters with him. That was somewhat of a, of an Avenger squad. And I remember watching that when I was probably like eight or nine uh, watching that, or maybe even younger. And then being able to witness that, uh, what the, the first Avengers came out in what? 2010. Is that right? 2010 or 11. It uh, takes place in 2012. Well, okay, so 2000... I don't know if I don't know if that was when the movie. It just says takes place. I'll, I'll look that up. I'm though. pretty sure that's when it it comes out. It's 2011, 2012 time. But anyways, you know, being 22 at that time, so this is like more than 15 years after watching that cartoon Spider-Man of somewhat of the Avengers to actually watching on big screen, you know, movies of the actual Avengers that I saw as a kid really was so cool and again i i like what your point was about the plot of the movie where they're they are each their own kind of you know egos that don't mish together at once like separately they are great but at first together they cannot work together at all like you know um Clearly, um, Iron Man and Captain America got off on the wrong foot. And really, it's probably because Captain America was basically bragged about um, to um, Tony Stark when he was a kid through his dad, since that was kind of the guy that created um, Captain America. Um, Then you have Bruce Banner, uh, you know, trying to not get angry, but, you know, he's always angry. And then Thor being arrogant and trying to stop his brother Loki who's basically trying to take over Earth on Thanos's orders 
Um, and then you have like Hawkeye and, um, and Black Widow who are with the S.H.I.E.L.D. agency that are basically, you know, just kind of along for the ride to kind of help and then end up being a part of the Avengers themselves. And, you know, Captain America basically, you know, his first action from being woken up from being frozen to, you know, getting pushed into action and still having this very huge naive sense of the world and how it works and clearly not understanding like what's going on. And then essentially, you know, still leading the team by any means necessary. And, you know, that movie for me made me feel like I was 10 years old all over again, yeah. watching these characters. And it just, Oh man, even when it's on and I, and I own it on DVD and eventually I'm going to, I'm going to buy it on my Apple TV because I have Apple TV and I have almost majority of the Marvel movies. Um, but every time I see the Avengers, it always gives me those feels, man, just because watching it just brings me back to that time and just never thought in my, in my life, I would ever see a movie like that where all these huge characters and the movie was great. Like the, the, um, CGI, the, the special effects were legit. They weren't some crappy movie of some low budget film. It was actually well produced and uh, like a high budget, great effects. Like I mentioned that just made that movie so awesome and, you know, made pretty much any, any person that grew up reading or watching comic book type shows or, or reading any sort of comics, you know, feel like a kid again, because we're witnessing a movie that's bringing our childhood to life and it still has somewhat of current event feels and it's a good movie. So you know, that's why for me, Avengers is number four on my list. Um, yeah, I already talked about them. I don't think I need to touch on that. But I, I like what you were saying with the original, the Spider-Man uh, show that we watched. Yeah, they have a couple of episodes where they have like the Avengers on there. And Iron Man is always a big part of Spider-Man. And that is one of those, when we talk about Infinity War and Endgame and, and Spider-Man Homecoming of like, it's one of those movies where they they had a different dynamic but in reality and in actual the comics iron man was just really helpful to spider-man he wasn't like his his mentor or you know like so i never really enjoyed that much but it was a good story and so i didn't have like a huge problem with it but that is one of those things like when you look back, like Captain America was like respected Spider-Man a ton. And then like these, like they never really have any interaction other than civil war where they kind of fight each other a little bit. And then um, when they fight, you know, against uh, Thanos at the end and, and Avengers Endgame. So, you know, that, that's, that for me was a little off putting, but overall the, like we were, like we've been talking about the Avengers just, the way they kind of made it their own and made it work. It was just, it's incredible. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, number four for me is Black Panther. Mm. I, I love that movie a ton. Uh, when it came out, I remember, you know, they were talking about, you know, Hey, this is going to be, you know, one of those movies where, um, you know, it's, it's going to be like an, not in well basically an all all african American cast, and um you know they're you know it's gonna be like i mean what what do you think they should have you know in terms of like technology and stuff and all that jazz so it 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 looked it, it seemed like it was just gonna be more of like a political movie, but when you watch it, it's such a cool movie, it's so good, the story of it of why Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan's character, does what he does, um, the intertwinement of how they're actually related and, um, you know, uh, how they get the Black Panther um, powers and then the suit, how they kind of have the suit. Because you're actually first introduced uh, to uh, Black Panther with Civil War and all you know is that this guy is Black Panther. You really have no other information on the Black Panther other than he's the leader of uh, of Wakanda and, um, 
you know, that's about it. And he's got a suit, you know? So uh, when Black Panther came out, it, it just seemed like it was going to be more, I don't want to say a political, because that, that sounds negative, but it, it just seemed like they were going to be, it was more like a politically correct type of a movie, mm-hmm. I think is the best way to explain it. And it turned out to be a really good movie. I think the story is really good. But one one person that I was so impressed with in this movie was Michael B. Jordan. I yeah. thought he played Killmonger so awesome. Um, the anger that he has, I felt it. I was like, man, yeah, he, this guy. Like you, I look at Michael B. Jordan in any movie, and I'm like, oh, that's Michael B. Jordan. But like when you're watching a movie and you forget that that's Michael B. Jordan and like or you forget that, you know, the character that he's playing is not Michael B. Jordan. You're just like, Mm -hmm. man, this guy is super angry. Mm -hmm. And like and uh, it's one of those movies, too, that I like the storytelling because of it, it goes to tell you both sides of the story. Like you can understand why the king did what he did. You know, he didn't want all this information out. But you also can get it from the standpoint of of the brother of the king who was like, we need to share this with, with our people. Like, mm-hmm. we need to show the world that we're not second-class citizens, you know? And um, it was, I, I just, I really like that movie a lot. I, I really like the Black Panther. Um, I thought the sister on there was a really good character as well. And one character I was... I was really impressed. I can't think of her name right now, but she was the head general mm-hmm. and I thought she played it perfectly. Like when you're a general, you automatically think that person's loyal to his or her country. Mm-hmm. And like, she played that perfectly. She was like, I don't care who's at the throne, whoever is at the throne, I am serving them. And that's that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and, and no one really got upset at her because they're like, I get it. You know? you're loyal and um, you know, we can respect that you're not going to exchange who you are. So I thought that was a really good aspect of that as well. Um, one of, one of my favorite scenes is when they're in the underground casino. I thought that was a really cool, uh, like kind of cool little thing that they did um, and how they kind of had to maneuver and they were trying not to be seen. And then all of a sudden they start fighting. It was just kind of funny, but <laughs> Um, I, I, I really do like the Black Panther. That is one of my favorite, uh, Marvel movies. I think they just did an incredible job. They had something where you met him in the civil war and you're just kind of like, okay, what is, who is this guy? What does he do? And like, when they show you what he, what he does and kind of like what he has to juggle and, you know, it, it was just a really cool, really cool, uh, uh, movie. So I really like that one. Yeah, I love Black Panther too. That's a fantastic movie. It's um, it's one of the movies I actually own too. So that's how much I I like it and watch it pretty often. So uh, my fifth episode or episode fifth movie of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the one that we can arguably say started it all. The first Iron Man movie is number five for me. Um, I remember going, I remember my senior year of high school, I went with my high school best friend. Her name's also Cody. And we went to this movie and honestly, I didn't see any previews to it. So I didn't have very high expectations of what this movie was going to be. Um, and honestly, one of the cool things about it was being able to just see, you know, how the storyline was of, of, uh, Tony basically, um, you know, selling off his, uh, his, uh, you know, weapons. And then, then basically he gets ambushed and attacked with his own weapons. And then it, it stirs up this uh, thing for him that he didn't want that to happen anymore. And then his journey on basically surviving, uh, being out in the middle of the desert to being found to now when he gets home, discovers this, these, uh, blueprints, or he didn't discover the blueprints. He basically created the Iron Man suit in this cave and, then throughout the movie, he builds it and makes it happen. And, you know, then he turns into, of course, Iron Man and, and, the, and forever Iron Man up until his death in Endgame. So I, I love Iron Man, uh, the first movie, probably, probably more than any of the other Iron Man movies. I love it so much more than two and three. Three is so-so. Two is really good. But the first one, you can't beat it, especially when it kicks off the 
the Marvel universe and, um, you know, having, you know, Pepper Potts in there and, and, uh, and having happy, uh, played by John Favreau, who, by the way, was the director of that movie. Um, it's, it was such a cool movie to see at first and, and so fitting and it, and it was worked out so well. And, and it really showed, you know, Robert Downey Jr. You know, he, he basically brought Tony Stark's character to life and basically made him what everyone kind of sees as Tony Stark, even though I'm sure Andrew, that you would say that Tony's, this is, that's not how Tony Stark really is in the comics, but you know, I think the way that Robert Downey Jr. kind of put his twist on it with essentially, uh, you know, Tony Stark being raised basically from having a, a silver spoon in his mouth, essentially to inheriting his father's company to still running it and taking it to other links like the movie alludes to. And then basically him having this snobby attitude, but also having this like hero's kind of heart where he wants to make the world a better place. And I thought that was you know, a great way that Robert Downey Jr. played, um, you know, Tony Stark and made that come to life. So for me, number five is Iron Man. I don't know how it does. It doesn't land in anyone's top five when we're talking about cinematic universe, uh, you know, the Marvel universe. So I just love it, man. I can't, I can't speak too much or too highly about it. So. Um, you, you know, just to go off of what you were saying, um, Robert Downey Jr. is not, the comic book Iron Man, but what he did with the character made you like love his character so much where he was a bigger, he was a bigger storyline than what he actually was in the Avengers. And I think that's okay, you know, because they had to make it their own. Like they're not going to go strictly with the comics. Like, that's one of those things that, you know, you know, obviously with Spider-Man, I, I'd like it to be a little bit closer to the comics. And, you know, there's some things that they do close and then, you know, some things that they just try and do their own. But with Iron Man, they did, it kind of, they kind of basically just did their own thing. And, and I'm okay with that because Robert Downey Jr. really made it his own. So, so I don't want, I, I know you weren't saying this, but I, mm-hmm. I just don't want people to think that I'm saying, oh, um, you know, Iron Man was not true. You you know wasn't performed correctly. No, Iron Man was performed perfectly, just not how it was originally. I mm-hmm. guess I should say so. Uh, but I I do I do love Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my number five. Um, that was your fifth, right? It was. Okay, so this is this will be our last one. I think what we're going to do is we're going to finish our list next week because uh, we kind of went long on it, and that's okay. You mm-hmm. know? If we want to stretch this out, we, we want to. Yep. Um, my number five is Thor, um, <laughs> the original. I really, really like that Thor movie. I, I think I said this when we were talking about Marvel Universe of... Um, I didn't know much about Thor. I knew he was like this, this God with this hammer. That's really all I knew. And then a little bit of the Avengers where he kind of comes in and, you know, kicks a little ass and that was about it. But I didn't really know his story. I didn't, you know, I just knew they called him God of Thunder. Um, And then when you watch this movie, it's a really good representation of, this he's like this young kid he's i mean technically <laughs> you look at him and you're like oh that guy's like you know late 20s he's definitely in his prime but like the way they make him he's like that teenager like he's he's almost 18 and so they're getting ready to say okay he's going to be our next king and like all of a sudden he just wants to fight 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 you know he's just this young punk ass who wants to prove himself you know and i thought they showed that really well and then you kind of see the um him you know losing his powers and his father saying you're not worthy and it like really hurts him and then he's like oh whatever i can go get it and then he realizes when he can't pick up the hammer that oh crap <laughs> he he really did this you know he really made it where i'm not worthy for this hammer and so and he just doesn't understand how he can do it so he basically is just like well i'm just going to have to go along with my life and then you start seeing him grow as a person. So, you know, it's kind of essentially going from 
you know, 18 to then he, you know, he's on earth and he's kind of like 21 where he's kind of partying, you know, kind of trying to do whatever. He's still not out of it. And then he's had a couple of drunken nights. This is just a metaphor. This isn't actually what the movie is. So <laughs> I don't want people to be like, did you watch the movie? No, I'm just saying this is kind of like a metaphor. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's kind of had a couple of, you know, really bad blacked out drunken nights. And he's like, okay, um, you know, can't really do that anymore. You know, <laughs> And I'm trying to get a good job and you kind of see him grow. It's kind of like that. Uh, where, you know, he was a teenager, you, you, you know, he had that mm-hmm. teenager personality and then he was growing from it. And then you finally see when he is worthy. And the scene, one of my favorite scenes um, from that movie is when he just destroys the, um, uh, the uh, 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 bridge mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, from the Bifrost. And I just thought that was such a cool scene because it's like, they're like, you can't stop it now. And he was like, no, I will, you know, and he figures it out. It's just like, just a really cool, really cool story. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I love the original of Thor. I thought it was one of the greater movies and it was one of those movies that really got me. And honestly, when I, when the movie was coming out, I remember hearing stories that they were, uh, Chris Hemsworth. There was a, there's a ton of stories. I think at the time where they were the, um, people who were making the movie were getting upset with Chris Hemsworth because he was becoming a workout fiend for Thor Uh and he actually got too big for the costume that they had made him. Mm. So they had to re-alter his costume because he was getting ripped like crazy. And I was like, man, if that's not inspiration. Um, And of course it took a few more years before I actually got into working out. But now like (laughs) when we rewatched it, I was like, man, I want to get on that workout. Yeah. And just like, yeah, I mean, he's completely ripped and, uh, it's just, I, I don't know that, that Thor movie, that this, um, uh, the, the story behind him and his, and his father and, and then the relationship he has with his mother and with his brother. And it's just like the, there's a lot of these relationships that you can like, they really created like immediately and they really didn't have to tell a long story of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, how the story of how Loki, you know, was actually adopted. And then like later on in the, the, the original Avengers movie where they're like, they're like, he goes, Hey, you know, that's they're my in brother. that circle. And he's like, Hey, that's my brother. And he goes, your brother is trying to kill everyone. He goes, he was adopted. adopted. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's just, it's, it's so funny because it's like a running joke, but then like in infinity war, you can still see the hurt when Loki, you know, gets killed by Thanos Mm -hmm. and how it tears up Thor. And it's just like how shitty Loki really was to Thor. Yet Thor grew up into, still caring for this guy who who really didn't deserve it, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I, I really like the original Thor. I think it's, it's a great movie. I think it's very underrated in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like I said, I was not a guy who knew anything about Thor and I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I do, but just judging off from the movies, Thor is probably one of my favorite characters. If it wasn't, for Spider-Man, I think Thor would definitely be my favorite. And honestly, if we want to, if we want to be technical here, mm-hmm. technically, technically, Spider-Man is not an Avenger; he's a guest Avenger. So, if we're talking about favorite Avenger, Thor is my favorite. <laughs> That's well, how I'm gonna... let's not let's not forget that Iron Man dubbed him an Avenger in Infinity War. Actually. Correction. He dubbed him an Avenger in uh, Homecoming, but Spider-Man did not accept it. But he was like, okay, well. And it was implied that it was still on the table. Just they didn't announce it. So just want to say that. So screw you. (laughs) Don't get technical with me, boy. (laughs) Just kidding. No, but uh, I I really do. uh, I mean, honestly, I, I love... Honestly, Thor Dark World is not in my top 10, but I 
I actually like that movie. I know it wasn't everyone's favorite, but um, I, I just, I really like the Thor movies. I think they're all really good. You know, obviously mm-hmm. Ragnarok, I do have that on my list here, but uh, mm-hmm. that'll be, that'll be uh, next, next week. week. So um, yeah, Cody, I mean, how do you feel about your top five so far? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. Honestly, my top five, I feel like is the best of my best. It's now six through 10. That is, is a lot of wiggle room and a lot of where movies can go. And honestly, like, you know, in your top five where you had black Panther and, and captain Marvel, I was trying, I was trying to think where I would put them in my top five. And honestly, the five that I had named, I, I couldn't like, if they, I own all five of these and I, uh, I mean, I own Captain Marvel because um, that's my daughter's favorite movie. And I own Black Panther because that's one of my favorite Marvel movies as well. But if I, out of the five that I named in my f- top five, I would watch those on repeat over and over and over before I watched Captain Marvel and Black Panther, unfortunately. Not because they're not great movies. It's just these, you know, there's a reason why my top five is my top five. And uh, yeah. I don't have any, I don't have any space to change anything out, unfortunately. So I will I will make a correction. Thor Ragnarok is not on my top ten. It is on my top ten. I could I could argue that it could be, but there's just so many good movies that I like. I know. I just <laughs> well, and and too like I I don't know like I I could probably take out one of these movies and put in Captain Marvel or a different Marvel movie, but I don't know like all these movies are so. Yeah, are are so good. I don't know which one I would. I don't know which one I would take out. And so far, yeah. and so far, we haven't had one that's been common, you know, at all in terms of like in ranking. I mean, the the closest one so far is your Infinity War was number two, and it was number three for me. I think that's been the closest. So yeah, I told you I would be. I, I'm I'm honestly going to be really surprised if six through ten we have anything similar. I just, I really, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to get into it because I'm going to go on forever. So, yeah. And I've already done that enough on Drew Code and now here. So, <laughs> oh, hey, you got a lot on your mind. So, yeah. I'm stuck at home all the time. I got, I got nothing else to do. Sorry, people. <laughs> and I, and I uh, talk, I talk for a living at work. So, I've, I'm, sometimes I'm talked out when we get on this. When we get on this, Andrew, you, you talk a lot and which is good because you're you're very informed and you give out all your points which is great which helps me because sometimes like i talk so much at work i give sometimes just bullet points yeah. and then i'm done talking i'm i'm uh <laughs> packing it up so well we appreciate you guys coming in we were actually going to do top 10 but um you know i i feel like we would be doing a dis disingenuine job yeah disservice to um, to kind of zooming through these movies, I think I think it's good that we talk about them because some of these movies too. Like I mean, like I said, I, my wife and I we're, we've been watching the movies in chronological order, so we've recently watched them. But who is really be who's really doing that all the time? You know, mm-hmm. who has you know some of these movies fresh in their mind? So. Um, that's why when I started doing it, I was just like, man, this would be a fun topic. And I'm glad that, you know, I know that you love the Marvel movies so much that you weren't, I knew you were going to be like, yeah, let's do it. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy a lot of these movies. Um, honestly, it probably would have been easier to, to have a list of what our least favorite is, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) That's very true. That's not so fun. I think this is a little bit more fun yeah i agree all right guys well we'll see you next week where we are going to finish our uh top 10 favorite marvel movies all right guys thank you so much for joining us uh we always appreciate it hey go to every major uh podcast where you guys can listen to this uh we are on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify and iheart um go rate and review on any of those that all any of those platforms it helps us get our name out there and also helps us get better um and also subscribe to our channel uh so that way you guys can hear more uh just 
awesome content. I mean, who are we kidding? I mean, it's been just phenomenal, but uh, neither here nor there. Uh, and also go follow us on Instagram, uh, which is at two bays in a pod. Uh, we are strictly on Instagram on that one. Um, also our other show is uh, drew code sports talk. And uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and YouTube. Uh, so go follow us on all those platforms. Also go check out fnxfitness.com. I know a lot of people have been working out at home. Uh, gyms have opened back up. Uh, who knows if they're going to stay open. So get your gear, get, you know, uh, your workout supplements while you still can. They always run out really quickly. So go get it quick. Uh, but we can get you 15% off of your whole purchase from there. And Cody will explain to you how you can do that um, on our website. That's right, guys. So all you need to do is go to drewcodesportstock.com. On the bottom of the homepage is a link that is to fnxfit.com. You want to click on that link and then use the promo code DrewCode15 to get 15% off your total purchase when you check out. And just like Drew said, they've got a ton of supplements that do sell out quickly. So, you know, if you're looking for amino acids, protein powder, protein bars, workout gear, um, go check out that website, pick up what you can, and then use our promo code to get a pretty good discount on that. So um, just like what Drew said, we do have live links to all of the major podcast platforms. So you're more than welcome to go on the website, click on those links, subscribe to the channel that you would prefer to listen to, or you can listen to us on our website where we have the episodes uploaded on there as well. Uh, also, if you guys want to leave us a question or a topic or just want to say, hey, um, if you go to the, uh, to com and hit the two bays and a pod link, there's actually a question section where you can get to know us and we can get to know you and you guys can leave us a topic or a question or join in the discussion on Instagram or slide into our DMS and say, what up? We'd love to talk with you guys. So we appreciate you guys so much for being supporters of us and listening and commenting on our stuff. And we hope that you guys continue. Don't forget two bays in a pod start uh, comes out on Mondays and Drew Code Sports Talk comes out on Thursdays. And again, guys, we're very thankful and happy that you guys have been listening and we will catch you guys next week.